Hi, and welcome to the Egg Makers Podcast. Here I ask the question, how do makers relate to the tools and materials they use and how does it shape their process? I'm your host, Michael James, and this podcast is part of my thesis research through Royal Roads University. For more information, have a look at theyegmakers.com. In our first episode, we'll visit Todd Safranovich from Urban Carrot Hot Glass. I visited Todd in November of 2019, where he made a couple of amazing drinking glasses. Todd invited me into his studio to talk while he worked. As you might notice, there's sounds of a camera in the background. To see those images I took of Todd's process, please visit his page on theyegmakers.com or follow this project on social media. Have a listen. So how did you get started? Uh, Glassboard? Yeah, how did you get started Glassboard? So, 93 is when I graduated from Sheridan College in Oakville, Ontario. Okay. And I was uh, originally going to be a a furniture designer. Oh, okay. I uh, was going to, uh, uh, I was taking some classes at the U of A for industrial design department and uh, was going to major at the industrial design department here and uh, thought I'd try out, uh, there's a furniture program in Oakville at Sheridan College. Yep that's pretty decent and uh, so I thought um, I'll I'll apply and and see what happens and I got accepted so the first year of furniture they kind of want you to at the school in craft and designs they kind of want you to take two majors when you first start so there's glass blowing textiles ceramics and woodworking or furniture yeah and I knew I didn't want to do ceramics or textiles so I went into glass knowing nothing of it (coughs) <coughs> Excuse me, and uh, ended up switching majors. Oh, and you've been doing it ever class. since. So that's since '93. Oh wow! And yeah. a little bit about kind of your tools. Yeah. So on the left here is a furnace. It's uh, holds 125 pounds of molten glass, and it's uh, running constantly. So when you turn it on, it's running for three months straight, day, night, all the time. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So you uh, never turn it off. You can't turn it off because the glass will cool. You want the glass to always stay hot. So this is basically like a big flower pot um, that holds molten glass. Okay. So that's on wow. constantly. And, and the uh, temperature in here, like coming off of that, is just phenomenal. Yeah. So this is 2,300 degrees. Yeah. Uh, so about 2,100. This is about 2,300. Okay. So this is the reheating chamber. So this chamber. is hotter. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly hotter. Uh, so that's the reheating chamber. And what that does is, because uh, the glass starts to solidify after a few minutes, you know, after your working time, that basically that's where you uh, reheat the glass and to get it uh, malleable again and to, to get it moving. What, what are we making? We're actually going to do some scotch glasses. Some, oh, okay. Perfect. Some, um, uh, uh, City of Edmonton scotch glasses. Yeah. So what they'll have is uh, an image of the River Valley. Oh, wow. uh, on the piece, uh, it's an. We've been playing around with some enamel decals, okay. and I always liked uh, uh, putting imagery on on glass. Got a map of the city from 1929 or 1930. Oh wow! Um, and the reason for that is because our house is 1929, Perfect. and it shows the city and where you know its location and stuff. So we've uh, narrowed it down to three little. Uh, 
a tile. It's almost glass tile. So this says uh, oh. North Saskatchewan River. And so where it says North here, this is actually Horlack Park. Yeah. Saskatchewan will kind of show where it's downtown and river will be kind yeah. of the, uh, the West End. Now you, so these are uh, an enamel, enamel uh, decal mm -hmm. that I fuse onto the glass. Okay. And then now we'll uh, attach it to uh, uh, a drinking vessel. Is all glass the same? Pretty much. So we use what's called soda lime glass, okay. which is primarily soda, lime, and silica. And that's where you're getting, well, that's where the name comes from. So it's a soda lime glass. So um, what, what this glass does is it has a, chem, or the chemistry of it is it'll stay soft. Okay. You can blow it and stretch it out and play with it. And it has a long working time. Um, which is what we need in the studio. Yeah. If you're at, you know, if you're getting a Coca-Cola bottle or sure. a beer bottle, that glass chemical, the chemistry in it is designed. So once the, uh, once it's blown into the mold and you've got the shape, it, it's not going to slump on you. It sets up immediately. So really the glass is, is, is pretty stable as far as like, is you're not, you're not picking a, a piece of glass for one project and a different type of glass. It's all, very standardized and it's yeah it is it's where it'll throw you is that uh, because um, certain colors will um, adjust your glass blowing your dark oh. violet purple uh, blacks uh, cobalt blues dark colors absorb heat so they want to absorb heat and they'll blow out faster whereas your whites and your pinks and your lighter colors will uh you know your yellows and stuff are going to reflect a lot of the heat so they're going to be stiff okay so that that actually changes the way you work with the glass yeah and it can it can uh it can be a happy accident or it can be a not a fun afternoon kind of thing yeah so this is a, a block a wooden block it's uh, i'm just shaping the glass kind of an egg shape and uh just cooling it you kind of want this uh, egg, uh, this, yeah, basically an egg shape. Okay. Um, this is just clear glass. Yeah. It's uh, the orange is just heat. Right. It's, that's, of course. That's all that's uh, showing. Um, uh, wet newspaper just for shaping. And um, I'm going to go and grab another bit gather. of glass. Yeah. Okay. So you're. You always, everyone starts off the same way. You just slowly build up. So you're layers. building up layers. Correct. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So unlike clay, where you kind of start with the same volume or with the volume that you want, this yeah. you would you would build up layer by layer. So I'm just going to shape it again. To uh, this wood is uh, a fruit wood, usually oh, a cool. pear or cherry uh, from the states, and they're always kept wet. Uh, they're turned wet. They're, um, and what builds so, up is it burns yeah. obviously with the heat, but there's a carbon layer that uh, uh, builds up and it acts like a lubricant. And oh, interesting. So I'm just reheating. I want a nice heat all the way through the glass. Um, glass has a great memory, whereas if it's cold on one spot, um, it'll 
not want to blow out that, that in that area, or the so bubble is not going to blow out. Cold in one spot, as in like you just you you're looking for like an even heat. Correct. Okay. So what I'm looking at right now is when you, so when you gather glass is in its purest form in there. It's a nice even temperature, and when you gather, you'll get like little layers. Um, when I'm looking at this right now, I see a nice uh, the color's not shifting. It's kind of a nice glow throughout which means it's got a nice even temperature. If the color kind of shifts in it, then I know there's a cold spot. Okay. And if I were to introduce a bubble, the bubble wants to go where it's hottest. So it's going to shoot out one side and where it's cold, it's not going to move. Gotcha. So I'm just going to soak a nice heat into here. Uh, use the, uh, the wooden block again and then introduce a bubble. Well, it's a wonderful medium. Like, there's no other mediums where you can be transparent, opaque. Uh, you know, we can pour this, we can blow this. It's, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Like, pretty incredible medium to work with. Um, I'm also, I, I think I really, when I was going into furniture design, Sheridan College is an amazing, amazing place. Yeah. And some tip-top amazing furniture designers but I think when I got there and I realized setting up 40 minutes to make one cut and then you're off by a 64th and you're, you've buggered it up yeah you know so you've you've got to start over do you find this medium very forgiving yes and no I I, I you know there's um, you, you can't really stop once you start working with it you know, there's okay. there's no, uh, you know, like woodworking or ceramics or textiles uh, where you can go have a coffee and and that. This once you start working with it, you're you're kind of um, you're, you're kind of stuck doing it until it, it's it's finished. What's that? What do you, What's that tool called? Yeah. So these are jacks, and okay. these are basically your fingers. So I'm shaping this. Oh. Uh, so basically this is going to be the break-off point. Yep. So that's going to be this top area. Okay. okay. Yeah, so this is an annealer, basically a kiln, and it holds the glass at 518 Celsius yep. and slowly brings it down over a 14-hour period kind of thing. Okay. You want the interior and exterior of the glass to come down at the same rate. Okay. If you have um, the interior and exterior coming down at different rates, you'll have tension and it may break on you. Okay. The stress of this glass is at about 480 degrees Celsius is where it's most vulnerable to any kind of uh, stress and, and strain. So we kind of have it so that it'll it'll hold at 515 for an hour to soak so it's all a nice even temperature and over two hours it'll go down from 515 to 415. Okay. So it's a nice slow through that really stressful period and then it can come down a lot faster. You know, getting back to you had one question of why why not woodworking and stuff in the yeah. the the process. I think another thing I really like about glass is it's kind of an additive process where you're usually adding more and okay. you know making a piece larger or or adding components together. Whereas woodworking is a little bit more of a subtractant where you're yeah. you're taking the wood and cutting it down into smaller pieces to fit and, and stuff in it and. Yeah, I, I think I kind of like 
I like the process of gospel. That that speaks to you that adding in and the building up the building rather up, than yeah. pulling out, Almost, I guess. Yeah, taking away. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think with woodworking, it's to do it really well. Incredible people, and it shows if it, glass. I, I I think it can be a little less forgiving. You know, some of these glasses can have a little bit of a hula to them, or be right. not quite straight and, and stuff and it just adds to the character whereas personally i find with woodworking i would be annoyed if i saw you know a gap in between yeah. one of our last pieces we did were um, some drinking glasses that was kind of a family tree where both my wife and i uh, kathy we all we always remember going to our grandparents and we had one glass. You had you were attached, this is my glass. My sister doesn't drink from it, that's mine. At yeah. you know, at Baldur's kind of thing, right? And and it had a decal on it and stuff. And Kathy remembers the same thing. She having her glass at her grandmother's. So we did this collection of drinking glasses that were all kind of with photographs of us as about in the age of five years of our family both our, my two sisters and her sister and our parents and stuff at about age five wow and then on a on a uh, a log that was from our original homestead and and stuff like that so you're just kind so, of yeah um incorporating incorporating the the memory of 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 objects that we had as kids our neighbor we, we have a, a studio sale a couple times a year um, and a number of the neighbors kids come by and we just do demos and uh, stuff like that and pretty much all the kids in our neighborhood have custom-made glasses um, where we trade you do a drawing for us and we'll make it for you you choose the colors you know like if you wanted something striped with pinks and blues and purples okay we'll barter you give us the drawing we'll make you the piece wow and it really shows the kids that you know you don't have to go to ikea and pick up your glass you can actually design it and yeah. make it and and go with it kind yeah. of thing right and it and it's showing them the process and there's an emotional attachment because they've put it on oops they put it on paper and then it becomes three-dimensional so what's your philosophy of making? We're makers, I'm a maker, you're a maker. What's your philosophy behind it? Like, why? Because it has a story, I think. You know, like, meeting you here kind of thing, I'd be definitely interested in seeing your piece yep. kind of thing, you know? And it's like, okay, this is your background. Um, you know, you did this in your past life and, yep. and that kind of thing. And they all have stories. One thing that I enjoy is, some of our neighbor kids have glasses and it's a number of girls young ladies and they don't have a or not to my knowledge they don't have a sitting assignment during supper time so what their assignment is is their custom glass where it's placed is where they're sitting so you might be sitting to mom you know, next to mom one day or your sister or brother the next day. And do but, they try and be, are they trying to be random? 
Uh, they just kind of, yeah, it's, it's, that's the assignment is where your drinking glass is, is where, yeah. and it's, you know, where the glass that you designed that we made, and it's kind of, it's pretty cool, kind of, yeah. thing, right? You know, like, because I remember as a kid always sitting on one side, you know, next to dad or well, whatever. Well, it's funny, like, I've got three kids, and yeah. they all have their spots, but to move them around based on a, on a maker on piece is, is super cool. You know, and talking about, you know, the maker and stuff, and it's like, these tools, nothing's really been changed for hundreds of years, you know, like, it's... Uh, the, the, probably the biggest thing is we go from what used to be a cold-fired furnaces to natural gas and, and that kind of, or wood wood glass blowing furnaces. And that seems to be about as far as it's gone. Like a, like the like the technology is so yeah. traditional. Yeah, it's so traditional, and it's you know there's so one of the fellows um, who makes tools, Carlo Donna. Who, uh, where are the Don and Jacks? These are made in Italy, in Murano. Oh, wow. uh, these other tools are made in uh, Seattle, a uh, uh, manufacturer there. But he just recently, he showed, you know, through Facebook, his grandfather's original image. Like he, so it was his grandfather started the business and his dad, and now it's Carlo. Uh, no, sorry. Um, oh, name escapes me now. But he's, he's running it. Yeah. And so, you know, you're talking probably a hundred years of this family making tools and they showed the first tool stamp that the grandfather made wow. to stamp his equipment. And those, that was glass making tools? And that was glass making tools in Italy, in Murano. Edmonton, I've always, I've always, I've been in, involved with arts organizations in a wide variety and um, I remember, you know, going to school and, well, the, the, our, co our company's name is Urban Carrot Hot Glass. And what, I used to have a carrot stamp at school to stamp all our tools so that you wouldn't steal them or, or this and that. I went with Urban because we're obviously in a large urban area of uh, Toronto and uh, just went, you know, Urban Carrot Hot Glass. So it kind of stuck. And I, I distinctly remember moving back from Ontario to Edmonton, coming up from the airport and, you know, this is 93, 94, and just thinking like, what have I done? Uh, like, I've left this booming city, uh, you know, bright, you know, Toronto's a wonderful, wonderful place. But living here now, there's no way I would trade it. Is it, it, is it like, have anything to do with like the maker community it, and the... The Alberta Craft Council, I've been involved with them for, you know, since uh, I've known, since the 80s, kind of 80s and 90s. Yeah. And it's a really great community. Yeah. Yeah. All, you know, it, it, it's Edmonton is, you know, the price point for homes and stuff have definitely gone up, but it used to be a really economical city to work in you know do your craft and uh you know and then sell throughout yeah kind of thing. um how's how's the how is it now compared to when you started well 
as far as uh, community the, for makers? And oh, I for, think community for makers, it's amazing. You yeah. know, you see all these craft sales or like Royal Bison and make it, make it and stuff like that. And there's some very talented people out there. It, Edmonton's a, a nice size of a community that we, we can, uh, you know, we can meet other individuals. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just through the Alberta Craft Council or the website and stuff. And it's like, oh, hey, pop on in for a coffee. Yeah. You know, let's chat. Um, I think it's really great. Uh, I don't think there's any, well, huge egos. Uh, you know, you can kind of sure. do collaborations. Um, there's some very talented people in Edmonton, you know, uh, sculptors and, and a variety of other artists. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of the most emotional. So I used to teach teach in tech at Red Deer College mm -hmm. and um, there was a young lady who had a double lung transplant oh. from the States and I don't know if she's still alive she's she was 20 at the time kind of thing but she wanted to make a piece to give to the donors of the lungs of the yeah and I'm like talk about emotional yeah because your breath is basically shaping it yeah. Yeah, so that kind of, that was probably... Wow. That threw me for a loop. That was years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and start, talk about, a, you know, something to remember. Oh, my God. The, the power behind just that little, that Bre breath yeah. that she's putting in to make this thing was given to her. Wow. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Pretty, uh, pretty intense. Do you ever feel like as you're making stuff... Um, you know the kind of the old adage the glass kind of tells you what it wants to be the wood kind of tells you what it wants to be or is it more for your from your perspective about a, you're able to control it as a student the glass told you what to do okay. you know you're kind of like oh nuts this is this is going you know the glass the glass really it's it's heat management it's, it's physics it's it's yeah it's just managing the heat and shape um as a student like you know okay we're we started off making a bowl and now it's going to be a vase and that kind of thing but now i, I know the heat's you know i've been doing this 20 some years i hope i know so it's now you tell the glass who's boss well they, <laughs> oh there's definitely you know what we've come to a compromise <laughs> I know that there certain colors are going to work well together. You know, I chose three colors on the cane because if I were to just choose white, the white would really reflect and it would okay. not make for a great, uh, you know, photo, to yeah. be honest. So, yeah. so there is, yeah, it's that knowledge, you know, and it's like, sure. you know, so we'll go with that. Thank you for listening to the Eggmakers podcast. If you'd like to know more about Todd, his work, or this project, please visit theeggmakers.com or follow me on social media at the Eggmakers. Tune in next time where we visit Viva Clay Works and we catch a glimpse into the world of a potter. <laughs>